Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I'm joined by Steven and Greg as we go over all the upcoming action in Week 16. We have a couple of doozies on our hands. We have a few Super Bowl potential matchups. Dolphins, Cowboys, Ravens, 49ers, a lot of action, as well as a lot of games against good versus good teams, you know. In the playoff race, it's heating up. Week 16, we're finally getting there. I have a Santa's golden ticket that I have gambled on, and this will save Christmas. You know when I need Christmas, when my back's against the wall, I need Christmas to be saved? Santa usually delivers. I hope he does it here. We talk about it in the podcast. A little bit of housekeeping. I will not be able to record something next week with Stephen or Greg, as we'll be all over the place. And so we are going to record an episode tomorrow, December 21st, about, or today, December 21st, about what uh, we think all 32 franchises are supposed to do in the offseason and headed into next season, what the future holds for all of them. So that'll be the episode next weekend or next week. And uh, we will still keep track of picks. I'll have them text me theirs. We'll keep it going. Uh, we have a barn burner here, actually, between Steve and I for the total season. And Greg had a great week to where now he is in position for the best win- winning percentage, which, hey, shout out Greg. It's his best week yet. Uh, anyways, it's going to be fun. Week 16. Christmas, happy holidays, uh, basketball, all that jazz. We're heating up. It's game time, baby. So, without further ado, here is Gregory. Hello, Steven. Hello, Greg. How the hell are both of you doing? Fan-freaking-tastic. Hey, Got another ace, you know? (laughs) Good for you, Steve. How are you doing, Greg? Doing great. Doing great. How are you? How is our host? Eh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I am fretting waking up at 4.30 a.m. on Friday. So we're recording this December 20th. I fly at about 6 a.m. December 22nd. And I'm thinking of maybe an all-nighter, but we'll see. But as of today, I'm doing good. We'll see. We'll see if I can wake up for that. Um, Little housekeeping before we actually get going. Last week, two pushes for all three of us. That's obvious. I came in last place, seven, seven, and two. Steve, eight, six, and two. And Greg, with the week of his life, 10, four, and two. Did you make money last week, Greg? I did make some money last week. Not as much as I should have, but, uh, you know, we'll take what we take. That's how I feel about every week when I win. And when I lose, uh, I feel very different. I have a ticket here that this is actually Santa's Christmas list. And uh, we're going to we're gonna describe this at some point in the... Po- I'm going to do it right away. This has no spreads on it, so it's not me giving away picks. But it's a plus 431 ticket. It is the Broncos. Actually, let's go in order. It is the Rams tomorrow, Thursday Night Football. The Rams to win. It is the Bills to win on Saturday night on Peacock or Friday night on Peacock. It's a Peacock event. They keep I keep getting ads for it on podcasts. They're really trying to gas this uh, Bills-Chargers game up on Peacock, okay? And then it is the Seahawks to beat the Titans, the Packers to beat the Panthers, and finally, the Denver Broncos, Steve's Broncos, to take down my New England Patriots on Christmas Eve night in the dead of night right before the big man comes down the chimney. And if that cashes, it's plus 431. If that cashes, Christmas will be good for, for me. That's all I have to say. So take that one to Santa. Write that, write that to Santa. Give him, give him your last minute notes, and um, hopefully, and I'll tell you this, Greg, as a token of appreciation, if that ticket hits, 
Kaya will get a gift from me. Your little, your little sweet little daughter. All right, it's on. It's on uh, the record now. So oh, show Kaya, show me the gift. Show me the gift. Kaya, when you listen to this tomorrow, as you uh, do your morning routine, remember that Uncle Sterling has promised you a gift. If his beloved, no way it can miss five leg parlay hits. Because I know Kaya gonna... listens, I will try not to cuss. But who the f screws this one up? <clears throat> Wait, what are you gonna get her? Eh, that's between me and her. Okay, I, I respect that. Santa as well. I get I get a puppy. Oh no, we don't need any more. Thank you though. But yes, this is this is the Santa's Christmas gift ticket right here. This is the, this is Willy Wonka. Wonka just came out with Timothy Chalamet. They're not sponsoring the podcast. I do not suggest you to go see that movie. I uh, heard they fucked with the balloon. I heard it actually looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it with my family. Oh, this is Steven, nice. Steven's movie reviews now? What are we doing? It was good. It was whimsical. It was fun. The songs were cool. Whimsical. Nice word. Yeah. And so, so it's a sore uh, spider by your side? Whimsical, what? Good word. Whimsical. I've never heard that word used by you. I mean, you studying the that's, that's the best uh, word I think to describe it. Okay. Whimsical. Sterling, your review is have you seen it as well? I've seen the trailers and I see what they did to the Oompa Loompas, and I will not see that. They're t- oh. They are. Uh, what they're doing to the Oompa Loompas doesn't make me joyous. And the trailers. Also, Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka was like a was like a serial killer. Was was Timothy Chalamet killing people? There was there was zero killing in this movie. No death. Wow, family movie, huh? Okay. I can't wait to see it. So yeah, go see it. Um, this is my Golden Wonka ticket right here. I sleep with this under my pillow. Maybe the Tooth Fairy can come, the Easter Bunny. I'll let every mythical creature, Willy Wonka. Uh, but okay, enough of that. Let's just do the games. How about that? How's that sound? How's that sound, fellas? I like it. Thursday yeah, Night Football. Let's... We got a barn burner, Derek Carr, and the Checkdown Saints against the hot Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and the LA Rams. Sean McVay's best, best job yet, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the Rams are four-point favorites at home. This line doesn't make much sense to me because I I watch a lot of Saints games because I usually have money on or against them, and I just hate Derek Carr. I don't get why he's still the quarterback there. I said this last week. Makes very little sense, but um, Jameis would be more exciting. I think the team would be better. They won last week when – you watched that game last week. They won in dominant fashion against DeVito and the Giants, but what did you see out of Carr that's like, yeah, this guy can really win a good one? No, he can't. He's he's nothing. He'll beat bad teams because the Saints have a good defense and a solid checkdown game with Kamara. But if you actually need points, you're going to have to use Jameis. I think in this game they need points. The Rams, the Rams are cooking. Stafford, I honestly thought was done last year. He's been one of the surprises of the year, and we need to start talking about comeback player of the year. It's going to go to Demar Hamlin. That's a joke. I mean, awesome that he is alive and still in the NFL. But there's some players here like Stafford. I mean, Russell Wilson. You know, there's 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 some actual players that are coming back from injury and not just playing a couple snaps in one game. They're having good yeah. seasons, but it Joe seems like Flacco, all- Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, yeah, a late yeah. a late renaissance for Joe Cool. He's hundred to one right now. You know, it's, I mean, no matter what, that that's that award's done. No, like, I so. agree. I agree. It's, uh, what it's about Brock Purdy at Tommy John in the off season? You know, he came back from that. Hey, I got my MVP on him. I already Aaron Rodgers, can he come get? Can he come get it? By the way, my bet was paid out. 
the person that bet me if Aaron Rodgers would come back. I got a hundred dollars from that. So hey, nice. <laughs> no, I'm thank God I needed it. Uh so this game, the Rams are four point favorites. I'm gonna take the Rams to cover. I think that I could see it being closer again. Thursday games are always kind of weird, but and I can see the Saints winning outright. I hope not for the sake of my Christmas ticket, but uh I do think the Rams can the Rams are gonna score, I think, between 24 and 30 points against just about anybody in the league right now. Their offense is cooking. Uh the Saints with Derek Carr, I just it just is such a boring and sad offense to watch. It's it's not fun. And their defense isn't as good as prior years to where, you know, like those last few Drew Brees years where his arm really went, that defense was able to carry him. This defense just isn't the same. No Michael Thomas. What else is new? I know Olave is gonna be back. But outside of Olave and and Kamara, their weapons just aren't that great either. I know Jimmy Graham got a touchdown last year, last week. I forgot that he was in the league. The Rams just are fun to watch, and I I think McVeigh is one of the upper echelon type coaches. Where it's actually impressive. I'm impressed. Every, every I, I thought this Rams team was going to be one of the worst in football, and they've impressed me beyond belief. So I'm going to go to the Rams cover here, and yeah, book it, Steve. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints. The Rams have one of the worst secondaries in the league. Uh, Derek Carr actually looks like he can throw the ball now. Uh, so, yeah, give me give me the Saints. They Both are both of them are kind of playing for playoff spots, too. So, if the Rams don't make it, they don't win this game. They have, like, a 15% chance to make the playoffs. So, it's probably in their best interest to win this game, but I'm taking the Saints with the points. I agree. The Rams secondary ain't nothing to mess with, but uh, they're playing Derek Carr. So that's kind of my refute on that. But hey, you know, hey, I'm going to pick up a game here, I think. Greg, what you got here? Well, I I take offense to your comment, Stephen, because it's not a 15% chance that the Rams win this game. Come on, man. No, 15% chance to make the playoffs if they don't win this game. You said 15%. No, he said to make the playoffs. But either way, Greg, uh, Greg, I thought you were going to get his ass. Because guess what? They lose this game. They still have a 50-50 shot to make the playoffs. They either do or they yeah. don't. <laughs> I, I say you lay up there. No, dude, I, you was, it up. I, I was working there. You were I had do the a good wrong... one there, and you all fucked uh, it up, you jackass. Ah, gosh you got darn it. I, okay, I'm so deflated now because I was going to get bot? you. No, but can you can we edit this? Can I do an overdub? I got yeah, the man, say what you're going to say. I'll, I'll definitely edit it. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah, Stephen. One thing that I think is hilarious that you said, besides the other thing, is you think Derek Carr can throw the ball now. Like, what is that based on? Can you can you explain it? Just watching last week. Buddy. No, no, no. You're cut off. <laughs> no, nah, dude, he's garbage. What what team did he slice up last week? What was it? It was Tommy DeVito and the Negro Yeah, yes. it's the Tommy DeVito and the greasy meatballs. Come on, man. Like, that's not a real team. We've been we've been like watching this uh you know cutlet story play out and we think he's the like real deal. That team's not real. The the defense isn't real. Like they're bad. Birds aren't real. We all know this. Come on. Amen. Uh, amen. <laughs> so anyways, we're we're LA Rams minus four. And uh I don't know why you didn't just do the spread on this drilling, honestly. Like I that's have that the one from bed. Okay, but you should have put it in that five legger. That would have boosted it a little bit. But well, uh, because I'd rather, no. I, I don't need it to be boosted. I put too much money on this in the. No, first hey, place. I, I like that bet. I respect that bet. That's a that's an all in bet. I respect that. I hope that hits. I really do. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it does. But um, 
yeah, LA Rams minus four. Also, if you guys are looking to bet some MVP tickets, Puka Nakua for MVP is right now like 19, 20 to one. The like odds on money favorite right now is CJ Stroud. CJ oh, Stroud. Oh, you mean rookie of the year? No, offensive player. Oh, sorry, rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. Said MVP. Year. My bad. My, not, not, I said offensive player of the year. You said Super uh, Bowl defender no, player I, of the year. Steven. Anyways. Puka Nakua for rookie of the year is like 20 to one. CJ Stroud is the odds on favorite. He's not playing this week. He's concussed. Even if he does come back, he's got to play lights out to win that award. Puka Nakua is about to set two receiving records this year. If he stays on pace, one of them's kind of hard to get to. Um, like he's not going to get the all time yardage for a, a rookie wide receiver unless he he's over hundred yards a game. But anyways, good bet. So yeah, out too, but probably not gonna do it. I see. Okay, I'll tell you know what I like. <laughs> I like the bet, Greg. Thank you for the, shouting that one out. Puka twenty to one. <laughs> I I do think Stroud will win it, but it's a good floater, a good flyer. Um, he's been great. Yeah. Uh, Bengals at Steelers Saturday. I think we have two Saturday games. Is it three? Two or three? I don't know. I think it's two. It's two. It's Bengals Steelers and then uh, Bills Chargers. Uh, so Bengals are two point favorites in Pittsburgh. I don't know what you've seen with the Steelers. I mean, they've just the last three games, they got beat by the Cardinals, they got beat by the Patriots, and they got shit on by the Colts, missing their best receiver for three quarters of the game. They lost to Kyler Murray, he's fine, Bailey Zappi, and then Gardner Minshew, and they're playing. Uh, uh, Browning this week. And they're starting Mason Rudolph instead of Mitch Trubisky. That's not even a, that's not an upgrade. I mean, they both suck. I, I just, I can't take the Steelers team serious. And even when they bring Kenny Pickett back, congrats. Okay. He's slight upgrade. This Steelers team has seven wins. We said about four weeks ago, I think it was four weeks ago. I said, they're definitely making the playoffs. Like they're playing the Cardinals, the Patriots, the Colts, the Bengals without Joe Burrow. They're going to get, three wins here. They're probably going to go 0-4 in this stretch. Uh, Bengals being uh, two-point favorites here, I would. I, I honestly should have put this in the parlay. I think the Bengals are going to win. I, I know there's probably no Jamar Chase in this game. I don't think that's even a problem. The Bengals have a good defense. They're solid. Mason Rudolph, we've seen in the past, is awful. Like, just complete buns. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Mitch Trubisky plays in this game, too. Like, I don't think they have a solution to QB. And... um. This is on the front office. It's also on Mike Tomlin not pulling Trubisky sooner in the last few games. He's been atrocious. So uh, I have I like Jake Browning. I think he's been I think he's been actually above solid like in the past three games. It's one of my that's why my take of quarterbacks don't really matter anymore. Obviously, that's not uh, fully true, but he's been fine. He's filled in for he's won every game he started. So uh, this Bengals team needs this, and I guess Pittsburgh does too. But what team do you actually see on the up and up? It's the Bengals, it's not the Steelers. This is pretty much a pick. I'm, give me the Bengals. They'll win by a field goal, at least. I think they'll win by 7-10. to 10. Bengals. Steve? Yeah, I'm taking the Bengals as well. Uh, the Steelers, they did succeed last week and get in solidifying their superstar diva uh, minus the superstar. Just emphasis on the diva wide receiver again. Um. We don't know who's going to start with the Steelers. I don't know how the Steelers are 7-7. Seven seven. They're going to end up with the same record. They're just going to be 500. Perfect Mike Tomlin record. So people with a tie in there? You think there's a tie coming? Yeah, a little tie. Keep his 
exact 500 record good so is mike tomlin jeff fisher with good pr i mean as a super bowl but jeff fisher (laughs) made a super bowl so mike tomlin is i think he's the 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 new jeff fisher i really do how's that for a take i like that take. did they move on from mike tomlin like are we are we sure that he's not on the hot seat I mean the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh doesn't make uh changes. I know. So probably not on the hot seat, but just think about it. This is a tr- this is a bad coaching job losing these last three games and then probably gonna lose this one. These are th- these are four games that they should have they were favorites, I think, in all of them. And this is their first that they're not, and it's basically a pick 'em. I think they're gonna go 0 four. This is really bad. This is like borderline the worst coaching job in football right now. Uh sorry, Greg. Yeah, and I, I- Mike Tomlin's an interesting character because you wonder why he coaches teams so hard when they're obviously bad and he, he somehow gets them to a 500 record every year. Don't you think maybe sometimes you just got to kind of lay back and play for draft and maybe just one year, like not take this mediocre team to five and five or 500, sorry. And we just, we just end up in the middle of the draft, get some, mediocre talent and we're mediocre again i don't know i uh he's an interesting coach to find out i think he is a good coach but uh but strategy wise i think he lacks i think he's awful when he's a favorite generally when i've had experience betting him like he i don't know how that is but um but yeah this is easy uh cincinnati minus two mason rudolph um that that actually is kind of scary i i could see him coming out and doing okay like we've seen that before with quarterbacks off the bench they get a full week of practice come in nobody's got recent tape on them and they you know win the game um but uh i think you got to go with uh the better team here and the team with the better quarterback i think is cincinnati so we'll take them i like it uh bills chargers peacock will have this game uh it is in sofi stadium i do not think one chargers fan will be at this game i actually thought about this I don't know a single I, – I think I know maybe one Chargers fan, whereas, like, every other team I can, like, point to people that are fans of those teams, like multiple people either, like, on Facebook or I or I know, like, fans on, on Twitter or something. I don't know a Charger – I don't know many Chargers fans whatsoever. It's, it's a weird fan base. I have an idea. They should trade with Oakland yeah, or with, with the Vegas Raiders. They should trade teams. They should just put the Chargers in Vegas, bring the Raiders back to L.A., just trade. Boom, bam. They should have made that deal last week when Brandon Staley was getting ran out. How Brandon City should have been fired last year. I think everybody had that opinion. I except for uh Spanos, the, the owner of the Chargers, I guess, didn't want to be a cheapskate. But um or didn't want That's to actually really I love that. I love that idea. Thank you. Um like that's a million dollar idea right there. Billions, actually, probably. I mean probably billions. But uh, trillions? Are we thinking too small? <laughs> put a T on there. Uh but the the um my my point here is it's a home game for the Chargers, but it's not. No home no home game for the Chargers is a home game. They have no fans. They disgruntled all their fans from San Diego. And their team is in total I mean their team, their the bones of their team is fine. Like obviously the coach that comes in there has Herbert, has some defensive playmakers, the offensive wide receivers are eh. and then um Eckler's Eckler's a free agent, but um and he's had a bad season, he's older, but they're both. They have a great quarterback. They've drafted on the O line. They should have 
ostensibly good wide receivers and the defense is playmakers. So whoever comes in will be better than Staley. It's actually an easy job to come into. So it's probably going to be coveted, but what a joke this Chargers team is. Easton Stick versus Josh Allen. The Bills look like the, the Bills and the 49ers right now are, in my opinion, the two hottest teams in football. Um, Bills need this game yet again. They're still the nine seed. They really can't lose. 12 points is a lot. We just saw the Chargers give up 60 points. So I don't think it's too much. And Easton Stick, his stats looked good. If you look at the end of the game stats, I think he threw three touchdowns at 350 yards, but most of that was prevent defense from the Raiders. Uh, give me the Bills by 12 or by 21, either or. This is an alternate line I'd, I'd write all over. 17, the lineup. I just don't see how this is a close game. New coach theory out the window when you're dealing with cleaning up Brandon Staley's mess. That's all I'm going to say on this one. Steve? Yeah, I'm going to take, take the Bills. Uh-oh, Justin Bully's back, here to beat up on bad teams. Ooh. <laughs> come on, Greg, what you got to say about that? Yeah, I agree. Josh the Bully's going to come hard on this one, and uh, I did not mean that to sound like it came <laughs> But, uh, yeah, um, Brandon Staley's mess is way too big to clean up in one Good week. Luck. Okay, do we need to, like, <laughs> stop it, please. You guys are going to turn everything I say now, Okay. Anyways, How big a mess you, sa- you said that originally. <laughs> you said that originally, Sterling. I'm just playing off of your own words, no, trying to make good. a transition here, okay. trying to make a segue, and you got to screw it up for me. Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, yeah, I love Buffalo minus 12. I think this got as low as 10 and a half. Am I wrong? I don't know if you guys can see that. but uh, I'm not sure what it opened. I just have what it was. Now. No, it opened at 14. So it's dropped pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah, but the... Uh, the old deckhead bounce that you get off of the firing of a coach is not going to happen. Um, I think this team has already booked for Cabo uh, and Keenan Allen's not playing. Apparently he's healthy. So that tells you something like he's already like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. You guys go, you guys go get it. And Easton stick is, is not good. So this is pretty easy. Where do you go to call stick? North Dakota state. Isn't that where uh, Carson Palmer went? Carson Wentz. Oh no, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz went to Wyoming, right? Yeah. Or was it? No, no, no. That's Josh Allen That's went to Wyoming. Josh Allen. Josh Allen went to Wyoming. Carson. Where did, so, where did Carson Wentz went to, to? He went to North Dakota State. So when Carson oh, okay. Wentz, Easton Stick, Trey Lance, they had those three back to back to back. Wow. Okay. QBU. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I know he lived on Carson Wentz's couch. I heard. Uh, What's uh, is what that are, right? Yeah, I heard uh, Al Michaels talking about it. Oh, that's cool. All right, I you see you see the news. I'm sure you're proud of it. I'm sure you've seen the news. You you hate Al Michaels so much. He's been pulled off NBC's playoff coverage. You scumbag, yeah. Greg, just hating I, the elderly. I put in a word at uh at the networks, and next day it came out. So you're welcome, America. Congrats, Congrats. Josh the bully. We all have the bills. Okay, Lions at Vikings. This is, if I'm correct, this is our first Sunday game. Yep. Christmas Eve, fellas. Merry Christmas. Uh, the Vikings are three and a half point underdogs at home. That means the Lions are three and a half point favorites on the road. Sorry, I wrote that down wrong. That's why I'm doing some filibustering here. Uh, this game's weird. 
I like that the Vikings have Jefferson back and uh, it seems like they should never use Madison again, but I don't know if he's playing. They should not use him if he is. Uh, the Lions, this is a weird line for me. It's a divisional game. The Vikings really need it, right? All these seven and seven teams, six and seven, six and eight, like all these teams that are bunched up there in the NFC and the AFC are like, you kind of, there's a lot of games here that are must win for both teams, which is good. Because if you have a gambling edge and you think one of these teams will win or not, you can make some money here instead of teams just giving up and, and you know, like like what the Chargers are doing with healthy Keenan Allen, just saying, I'm not playing. Um, I do think that the Lions are more than four points better than the Vikings. And partly because it's Nick Mullins. I know he's not terrible. He played pretty well against the, in the Bengals game. But uh, we did just watch Nick Mullins the game before put up three points in a NFL game against the Raiders. So I do think we're going to likely get that Nick Mullins and Jared Goff. You know, this is a dome game. That's really all that all that matters to me at this point in the year. When we're talking December 24th, Christmas Eve, no chimney in that dome. Jared Goff, he'll be fine. I'm going to take the Lions to cover. Steve? Yeah, I'm going to take the Lions as well. Uh, you saw the Vikings implode again last week. So I don't trust this team at all to do anything. So give me the Lions here. Easy. Greg? Yeah, the uh, the agreed-upon line is minus three, and I'm taking Detroit minus three. You guys can take three and a half if you want, though. Why is that the agreed-upon line? Caesar says three and a half uh, at minus 120. I'm taking Vikings plus 250. I'm seeing minus three, 120. So That's what I just said. My- you said minus three and a half. Three and a half is minus. Okay, I'm. I'm. I have. I'm gonna link this side in our in our uh, chat real quick. Yeah, this is, I go by the consensus, so you could you can uh, go. How to chat? Okay. All I know is when I when I go to the kiosk, what I use shows up on the kiosk. So we're using Caesar Sportsbook. No, it's it's an aggregate site that. Uh, anyways, I thought we were gonna get three. I'll take three and a half, though. Detroit's much, much better than the Vikings. The Vikings are a fraud. It's indoors. Uh, we all know Jared, Jared Goff likes to stay indoors where it's always 70 degrees, and he plays really well um, in those conditions. So I don't think you're going to see a letdown spot here from Detroit. They've kind of had that bad skid already. Um, the defense for the Vikings is pretty strong up front, so I think Jared will have to make some passes in this one. But I think he's, you know, He's going to be fine. I think he'll get enough done to cover this, hopefully comfortably. I'm tired of sweating out Detroit, and I'm on this one, just like I'm on Buffalo. So uh, hopefully those two come through. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Seahawks-Titans. Seahawks are two-and-a-half-point favorites. They are going cross-country. They're playing the Titans. Who just lost to Case Keenum? Who are one of the bottom five teams in the NFL. The Seahawks just won an emotional one on Monday night. Uh, real quick, seg- real quick, not segue, but just a little story here. Um, a group of friends and I have been going to the same bar, the Union, the Union Tavern, every Monday night for about three months. They hand out tickets. On December 18th, this Monday night football game that just happened, they had a raffle. The prizes were great. 
There was a $250 gift card, $500 cash, $500 cash, $1,000 cash, along with some coolers, a stove, other things. It was a really good night of prizes. We had the second most tickets in the entire establishment. There's one other table that had probably 30% more tickets than I than we did. They won every single prize besides the $250 gift card and four Spokane Indian or Spokane Chief tickets. And so they the, that table basically won the stove, the big cooler and $2,000 cash. And you know how infuriated I was at that? I was not a happy camper. And I actually proposed weeks ago, a few weeks ago. I said, I'm going to buy an empty ticket roll. And when people don't come up after they say, does anybody have this ticket? I'll be like, I got that ticket. And it happened twice on two of the cash prizes where nobody had the ticket. And I was like, we could have won this. We could I could have won $1,000. But no. I instead decided to be a non-fraudster, be on, be an honest man, try to make an honest living, winning raffles the normal way. Never again. Not when that table does. And there was a scroll there that would go every single time. Oh, nobody liked that woman. I know that was that was the that was what you wanted to do. Say, oh no, not again. Well, I mean, she's just rubbing it in at that point, and. The guy that won, I will say it, he needed the money much more than I do. He still uses a flip phone. I know who it is. He's there. He's there every single time I've been there almost. So, I mean, he is a degenerate drunk, and that money is going to go right back into that establishment. So, shout out the union. But uh, he definitely needed it, and uh, I'm happy for him. Not really, because I, I did not go there and spend hundreds of dollars every Monday night not, not every hundreds of dollars every Monday night, hundreds of dollars in totality about in, in total of this. But, uh, you know, I'm just angry. $70 at What's night. What's this have to do with the Seahawks? The Seahawks had a great game and beat the Eagles, and everybody's going crazy. A guy tried to start the Seahawks chant five times. Finally, the fifth time people started doing it with them. It was pretty That's embarrassing. A guy actually one. won one of the raffles, though. So, I mean, who's, who's embarrassed now, you know? Uh, what that had to do with the Seahawks is I don't think we want to talk about this game that much. Geno's probably going to be back. Uh, Seattle's a much better team than Tennessee. This line is crazy. I put I put this obviously in my big money par or my big money parlay, my Christmas Santa's list. I also have a lot of money on Seahawks minus two and a half. This is should be a blowout. I have nothing really to, to add. Will Levis might not even go. Is it Tannehill or is it um, is it uh, it's Tannehill if it's not Levis? Okay, Malik Willis is their other QB. Um, don't care who it is. Derrick Henry's just completely a shell of himself, and this team is terrible. So I'm going to go Seahawks. Minus two and a half, minus three and a half, minus five and a half, minus nine and a half. I think they'll win by 10 points. So give me the Hawks. Sorry for that story, Greg, or um, Steven. Yeah. Needed to give um, Do you know the last, last week that the Seattle won a road game? Has it not happened this year? They haven't won a road game since week four. Okay. They're two and five on the road. Guess what? Eagles just suck. So guess what? I'm going with the Titans, baby. Wow, I already rode Hawks for all three of us. Okay, I'll change that. I thought I can't <laughs> going, believe that. I'm going with the Titans. I can't believe the that. Titans, okay. Seattle is two and five on the road. Guess what? Titans are good at home, baby. They're five and two at home. So give me Are the they Titans. really? Wow. Good stat there. 
Good stat, Greg. You can't hear me, Greg. Are you there? You're muted. Yeah, Greg. That's it. Oh. oh, my apologies. It's a new microphone a yet stat. again, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I have forgotten how to work it already. So I'm on blue. That means I can talk. If it's on green, which usually means go, you can't talk. So that's very intuitive. And I uh, want to give a really nice shout out to the designers of this product. But uh, ultimately, I did not uh, read the owner's manual. So it is my fault. Uh, but yeah, I, I usually don't pick against Seattle on this podcast or in real life. But this is one of the instances where I will again not pick against the Seahawks. I guess there's doing. <laughs> I was gonna say, what the hell? Oh no, there's no way the Tennessee Titans are beating the Seahawks. Are you kidding me? Like I don't care what the the Seahawks record was on the road. That was the past. This is the future. We just had a like a brand new coming of age for the Seahawks on Monday Night Football against the Eagles, who are apparently not very good, but were in the Super Bowl last year with the same quarterback that took them in the Super Bowl, the same coach. Everybody's there. The Seahawks just meaningless win. Should have been oh, might as well have been the Washington Commanders. <laughs> the Seahawks were good, and the Eagles didn't play them to the level they needed to. I just don't, uh, I don't think you could just write off like the most electrifying quarterback in the NFL right now, who I think is Jalen Hurts. He's not playing like it. I will give you that. But um, I think we caught the Eagles on a good night. I will say that, but we're more talented than Tennessee. It's not yeah, going to be Hurts was playing with diarrhea, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, for real, for real. But uh, yeah, I think Seattle's... Separate plan and everything. He was really shitting. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Seattle will win this game, I think pretty comfortably. Touchdown. Gino's back. Honestly, I don't know why you wouldn't maybe give Drew Locke another look, but um, if if uh, Gino's actually 100%, you know, I'm fine with either one. I think they'll get it done. Tannehill's, he's done. He's done. He's going to retire after this year. And like you said, uh, I think Derek Henry's done too. I mean, at least in Tennessee. So this is easy. Yeah. Uh, I did like Geno Smith's reaction to Drew Locke uh, throwing that game-winning touchdown. That actually, yeah. actually was nice. That's very different that was from awesome. what I see from people like Aaron Rodgers, who would have been just spitting on the ground when Zach Wilson does it. No, and oh, I'm sure Steven... Huh? Well, and Steven, as a as a Denver Broncos fan, aren't you happy to see Drew Locke come up to Seattle and do so well after so many bad years down there in Guess Denver? what? If he didn't make that throw, no one would even talk about Drew Locke being good. Well, it was he an did. okay throw. It was made, right. oh, oh, it was okay. That's all right. Yeah. Guess what? He's not a good quarterback. That's a phenomenal throw. He's not a good quarterback, though. No, no he's he not. Might be, so. He might be now. Seattle's we'll see. Now we'll see. Seattle's not good. Seattle's um, not good. Not a good yeah, team. Denver. Denver. Denver's crazy. Any given Sunday is the, is the thing. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Uh, the Seahawks just entails. Uh, well, I'm just uh, glad. I'm just glad we got rid of Russell. That's all I could say. So. We're rooting hard for him this week, okay? You better settle, settle down there. Fair. Uh, no, we are. Browns I and Texans. I love us. Get another beer in you, Greg. Come on. What are you doing? Uh, Browns and Texans. The Texans are two and a half point home dogs against the Browns. I actually bet this. Uh, I bet the Texans because I was under the assumption uh, CJ Stroud was coming back. It looks like they're going to handle him with care and uh, – it's a two-week concussion. I mean, I guess the Texans won last week without him with Case Keenum. So who knows if this can happen again. I think the Cleveland Browns defense is a little different beast. Um, Joe Flacco, again, you know, he doesn't sweat. It's pretty impressive. 
I, I, I don't know if he surgically got his sweat pores removed at a young age because maybe he was just like swamped all the time when he was like three and his parents were like, come on, we can't have a kid like this. But uh, whatever they did, whatever they did, it works. I mean, he's, he's, he's smoldering, right? He has steam coming off of his body when it's cold, but no sweat. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he's a very handsome man. Uh, I could start Joe Flacco any day of the week. But uh, I'm going to take uh, – I, I bet the Texans. That was before I knew Stroud had a two-week concussion. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, I understand why they're being careful with him. Why are they – I was watching PTI today, and Mike Wilbon made a good point. It's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. Why are they announcing players are out with a concussion on Sunday, on Wednesday? How about we let the week go? Can, can you not improve a concussion from Wednesday to Sunday? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But I do know the doctors this this season, I mean, the high ankle sprain is no longer six-week injury. It's now a four-day injury now players are playing. I mean, Trevor Lawrence got my ass with that this week. But last week with the <laughs> Ravens game, I mean, what the hell is happening? Uh, he's sprinting on the sideline. Why couldn't he have stayed in that game, huh? Why couldn't he have stayed in that game against the Bengals if his ankle was magically healed? He had so many drugs in him. Sorry, that's not on, that's not on point. I bet the Texans I am going to go with the Browns. Because that was under the assumption that Stroud was playing. So I'm going Browns to win this game by three points. Another I think they won by a field goal. Cause I do think that they're I do think the offense still struggles. Flacco's fine. He's better than PJ Walker. But um and he's better than uh Dorian Thompson Robinson. So I get why he started there, but it's still not a great offense. And it kind of makes you think how good would this Browns team be with be with Baker Mayfield? who they decided to let go for a sexual predator who has played in, I think, eight games for them and made $60 million. So good job, Browns front office, you jackasses. Baker Mayfield on this team would be balling out. They'd actually probably be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, So I think they're going to win this game by at least a field goal, which is all you need. Go Browns. Steve? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns too because, unfortunately, C.J. Stroud fell a little – a little crazy went underneath the Christmas tree, opened up his present early. Uh oh, concussion, not playing again. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with the Browns here. Naughty Joe list. Flacco continuing his streak of 250 plus yards and two touchdowns. Like I said, he will <laughs> don't mind the other stat that starts with INT, but <laughs> but give me the Browns here. I don't, this Texans defense is just okay. Um, don't really, this would be something I'd probably would not bet even with the knowledge I know now, but give me the Browns. This is the real Tommy DeVito, by the way, Joe Flacco. This is who the Italian should be. Uh, Isn't he from New Jersey too? Yeah, he's from New Jersey. I'm looking at, I was like, what is Joseph Vince of Flacco? He has to be Italian, right? I'm not, I'm not uh, wrong about that. Joe, Joey, Vinny Flacco. Yeah, he is. Uh, you see, uh, oh. Danny DeVito had a, had a Greg moment. He said, enough of this fucking Italian shit. That was fake. This anymore. That was fake. I'm not doing top five Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, you that was ball, a You got ball sacked. You got ball sacked. No, that was a giveaway. So he was going to do that. Yeah, I would have done it. I yeah. love the Sopranos. Greg, who you got in this <laughs> one? I'm with both you guys. Cleveland minus two and a half. Um, I think it's, it's just a more complete team. Joe Flacco has been pretty good. Not great, but very serviceable and it's amazing what you can do with a decent quarterback with that defense they've got there that is historically good um so yeah pretty easy that's that's really the the only like handicap i have on this is it's a much much better defense 
against a mediocre offense uh, and a mediocre offense with a mediocre defense will I'll take on that end. So I made that more confusing than it should have been. Hey, it was pretty that simple. Was beautifully in my head. Put. That was beautifully put. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of commas in that sentence. <laughs> there were, there were. That was, that was uh, just amazing. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> like Shakespeare over there. <laughs> Brilliant. Colts and Falcons. Uh, the Falcons somehow. Do I have this wrong? The Falcons are one point favorites. I think that's right. That's right. what I have. Too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know why they just lost to the Panthers. Desmond Ritter is officially. I mean, I still. That that's going to go down as the same type of bet as when I won Christmas Eve two years, two years ago with Dynamo Minsk, the Russian, the continental hockey league, where I put all my money on a random Belarusian hockey team and they won. That is the exact same that this bet where Desmond Ritter and beat the jets. And I put basically everything tied to him and the Falcons beating the jets and uh, Tim Boyle. Those are the two bets where I will remember forever because of how stupid I am that I put so much money on those things. Desmond Ritter is just terrible. I'm happy he won me a lot of money on that on that week. I will never bet on him again. And that is a promise. That is a guarantee. Arthur Smith is being given the rest of the season to see to see what he has. I can tell you what he has. Nothing. <laughs> like he, they they drafted three skill position players in the top 10 picks in the last three years. The only one that gets used at all is Drake London, who's a decent receiver. Uh they don't use Bijan enough. They don't use Pitts enough. We've we've went over this team every week for the past three years, basically since they drafted Kyle Pitts about like, what are they doing? And this coach sucks. This QB sucks. They're they've won too many games to really be in the top three draft position. So they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do. There's a lot of QBs in this draft knowing them. They're going to draft a talented one and then use them as a running back right off the rip because they don't know how to use talent whatsoever. And I don't know why this is a one point spread. I really don't. I don't know why the Falcons are favored. I think the Col- I think this line should be Colts minus two and a half. So I'm going to say the Colts. The Colts score against everybody. They do. Like you look at they're they're an entertaining offense. I don't know how they score, but they they you look at their their team totals each week. They're sitting around thirty points. I watch Atlanta a lot because I've had a lot of money in games involving them. I don't think they've got to thirty or even close to it once or twice this year. They stink. So. uh yeah, give me the Colts. This is a crazy line. I'm gonna I'm going to the casino tomorrow. I'm rebetting this. I my eyes have deceived me. I didn't I can't believe this. Give me the Colts, Steve. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Colts too. Uh I feel like this team is full of besides Michael Pittman. Uh I feel like Gardner Minshew is a bunch of random sometimes. I don't even know who these guys are. They start two running backs I've never heard of, and they just they just bulldoze everyone. Zach Moss. Jonathan yeah. <laughs> But Zach Moss barely <laughs> did anything last week. That's I'm true. talking about Trace Herman and Tyler Goodson. Ah, sorry. Every time man. I saw Tyler, every time I saw Goodson carry the ball, I was like, "Dude, can anyone tackle this guy? He's actually insane." <laughs> but give me the Colts. I'm not take. I don't know how the Falcons are favored when they absolutely dropped a stinker that game. I I trust Gardner Minshew. That's maybe the worst loss this season. That is worst loss this season. Yeah, losing the Panthers. Yeah, so give, me, give me the Colts. This is the even the fact that the Falcons are in somewhat contention to, uh, you know, they they, they could make one game back in the division, happen. baby. Yeah, so Worst I don't even understand that. NFC sucks, dude. I agree. Um, Greg, 
except for one. Yeah, so I, I haven't uh I haven't picked an underdog yet. And what's great about this one is the line is so wrong that I feel like I'm still picking a favorite here, even though they're aligned <laughs> at plus one. Like this is absolutely one of those Vegas things where it's it kind of scary because you're like, how can it be this easy? Like, what do they know that I don't know? But I really do wonder what do they know? Cause um I think the only reason this line is placed where it's at is uh Desmond Ritter isn't starting this game. It's gonna be it's gonna be Heineke. The Green Lizard? And yeah, Heineke's coming back. Oh, and uh so that is the one thing I would say, Sterling, is maybe don't go too wild betting Indianapolis plus one because you know that offense has looked a lot better with him running it. Desmond Ritter has been atrocious. He cannot figure out how to run the offense. He can't throw the ball. The interception last week was like absolutely mythical in how bad it was. His interceptions are the funniest. I said that a Dude, little while ago. They're they like are, they look like he's throwing it to the other team. Yeah, they're like almost a cartoon. You're just like, it's wow, it's like, so great. That looks fictional. How did you? What did you see there? Show me. Can you? Can you describe it? But yeah, I, you got to go with Indianapolis. I don't know that Heineke. I don't know. I, I just don't like the way that offense is being constructed. Like they're not using Bijan at all. Um, they're just, it seems like they're trying a different thing out every single week. And like, maybe this week they'll figure it out, but they find these little moments that work and then they never do it again. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, uh, we'll just try something brand new again next week, guys. And then uh, it, it, it's just, that's just been the season. So I, I hate, the, I hate the Atlanta Falcons. I regret uh, drafting Bijan horribly. Um, uh, maybe next year if there's a new coach. If you're uh, in a dynasty league, it's a good pick. Yeah, yeah. But I, I hate the coach there in Atlanta. Um, he's not good. I know and FedEx not... stocks down a lot. It's down 10% yesterday, I said, you know? Yeah, deserves to be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Indianapolis <laughs> yeah, plus baby. one. Uh, okay, one more. We'll do two more games, then we'll take a break. Commies at the Jets. This is another line that makes no sense to me. I know the commanders suck, and I know their offensive line's terrible when the Jets have a good defense. Um, Zach Wilson, there was four reports about what happened to him last week. He hurt his head. He hurt his calf. He was dehydrated. He didn't want to play. There was no, I don't know what it was, but they pulled him against the, the heat. Zach Wilson reverted back to Zach Wilson. He had a awesome game uh, two weeks ago. And then the rumor started swelling up that Aaron might be coming back. And, uh, they lost last week. Zach Wilson said, no, no, no. I don't want you coming back. And so it's going to be uh, Trevor Simeon, who we saw in limited action, backing up Tim Boyle a few weeks ago. Uh, seems like another spot where I want to bet a lot of money on the Commanders plus three, but I will hold off because Ron Rivera is no <laughs> riverboat Ron. I don't know what's happened to that guy. And Sam Howell is sack happy. And this Washington offense scares me. When they, I don't, I don't really know what they can do. This is going to be a very low scoring game. It's going to be an Atlanta versus the Jets game two weeks ago, and I'm just not going to put as much much faith in them. I didn't the comics cover this and win this game outright. Um, yet again, we've talked about him this way too much. He made himself the the news of the day yet again. A quarterback with a torn Achilles. They made him active so he can keep practicing with the roster. They're wasting his roster spot on a guy with a torn Achilles. I cannot stand Aaron Rodgers. And I know next year he's going to be terrible, and I cannot wait for that. And he has annoyed me to no end that they keep covering this guy who lied to his team, 
first and foremost, so that they wouldn't sign a veteran quarterback to maybe have them in a playoff contention spot here because he said, I'll be back. And so they made no moves. They used Zach Wilson, Trevor Simeon, and Tim Boyle. And now they're sitting with a top six draft pick. Their quarterback lied to them and they put trust in him and they have to pay Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard and all these, and all these other guys that he brought with them. And it hasn't worked and it won't work. And Aaron Rodgers made himself the, the main story yet again. Congrats, Aaron. You get to practice with their team for a couple more weeks. That's that'll show them next year where the rosters are totally different. You might, you might be a little more, you guys might get some more chemistry with Garrett Wilson. That's good. Um, I hate this guy. I'm so happy that I just made money on him not coming back at even odds. Thank you. Uh, I'm taking the commies to cover here. I have no confidence in either of these teams whatsoever, but you're giving me three points against Trevor Simeon where I've seen him and he did, couldn't even start over Tim Boyle. I'll take it. Commies outright, but plus three free. Steve. Yeah, I don't even know who to pick here. I guess I'll take the commies. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is behind all the Zach Wilson bad press that he gets. I don't know if it's a New oh, York he's thing. Or... It. Yeah, it's 100%. Yeah, and then he's like, stuff. who's doing this? <laughs> who's doing this? And everyone's like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so Tim Robinson he, in, never... the, in the hot dog suit. Who did this? Yeah, I don't get it because he has something coming out with him. It's right, and it's always like Zach Wilson bad news, Aaron Rodgers saying something. Like that day, same day, usually a few hours after, because he's got to, you know, say something. But it never has anything to do with anything. And also, I never hear him publicly defend Zach Wilson either. Just don't take the don't don't tear the kid down. Aaron yeah, Rodgers is just, from California, and he has a weird Southern accent. He's never played in the South. It's not a Midwestern yeah. accent. He <laughs> talks like he's from the South. Yeah, me and Aaron Rodgers are literally from the same city, and he doesn't sound. He didn't used to sound like that. At all. I don't know why he, had, he got the handlebar mustache, and apparently that gives you a free Southern accent. I need to grow one of those. <laughs> yeah, this is, game is weird. Uh, Greg? I I love Aaron Rodgers, but his time is up. And I think the best thing that happened to him was having his Achilles, like, or whatever he hurt, which I don't think it was his Achilles. Um, on the first, like, what, three minutes of that game? Was it even fourth three play, minutes in? Play fourth play because uh, it allowed him to just kind of hang out and be the media you know nuisance that he is for you know the past several months i think he enjoys the spotlight more than anything but he acts and, like, but he says he does it which is what's the most annoying i know but then he's I don't care. You know, I don't, people don't need to care about me i'm whatever. gonna go on pat mcafee every week and <laughs> yeah he's on pat mcafee all the time he's getting paid a ton of money to do it hey smart move but I know, uh, I him. yeah good for you buddy um but yeah, I, I I wish he would just kind of go away. I think maybe it'll be fun to see him next year, but nobody's going to get it done against that current offense. Again, behind that current offensive line, like it's just not going to happen. They are brutally bad. And um, so it's an easy pick here. You got to go with Washington Commanders plus three. Um, I think the, the Jets are out of fuel and they're going to kind of come come back to earth here. So... I mean, they've been eliminated for playoffs finally. And so I think it's over. Just had a fuel, fuel coming back to Earth. Good one, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks. That one. Uh, okay. One more. And we'll take a quick break. Packers and Panthers. Panthers are five point underdogs at home. Packers coming off a bad, bad, bad performance against Tampa Bay, where Baker was basically able to do anything he wanted at any point. 
I will put this caveat on there because I have a Packers friend um, who's like, you know, the secondary sucks. The secondary does suck. The only difference is it's it's uh, Baker Mayfield throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and uh, those guys versus who Bryce Young's throwing to, which is Adam Thielen, Scorps, who actually has some good stats this year, which is unbelievable. But I guess you had to throw to somebody. And that's pretty much it. So Bryce Young's been nothing short of a disaster this this season. Um, I think he's going to be fine. I, I'm I'm in the in that camp where I wouldn't put much stock into it. Fired a coach in the in the first half of the year. Have terrible skill position players. Not a good offensive line. You know, let's see what he has when he when he actually has some more additions around him. Problem is they don't have a first round pick. That's not good. Uh, but in this game, in this game only. I just don't see a world in which the Panthers can keep it close. I just don't think that he can exploit that defense the way that Baker did and that other good quarterbacks have because he doesn't have the weapons. And we've seen the Panthers this whole season. I mean, their two wins are, you know, three-point wins at the end of the game. I think that they've both been uh, kicks at the end of the game, right? And every other game, they've basically been pummeled. There's a few games that have been close, but it's usually like, it's not the offense doing anything. And so I think the Packers problem is, is their defense. I don't think it can be exploited by the Panthers. This game is f- five, you know, so it's not in a teaser territory. I know that they made it that on purpose because they want you to take a spot. Um, I'm happy to take the Packers uh, minus five. I think this is a, I think it's a good spot for them. They, they kind of need the game again. They're in that, that same camp as a lot of these other NFC teams. Um, I got the Packers here. So, but two bad losses in a row for them. So this is a good bounce back spot. It sucks that they lost to the Giants. It should not have happened. Um, Steve? Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers as well. It's like, I thought last week would be their bounce back, like prove it against a, you know, a team that's somewhat competent. But Baker had his uh, Baker game. So that's unfortunate for them. So uh, hopefully, I think they can win this game though. I, I don't know how the Panthers, like you are saying, they keep it. When they do win, it's super close. And when they lose, they lose bad. So I like the spread. Um, hopefully Jordan Love can go back to what we think he is. Uh, another Packers generational quarterback, but he hasn't. He's just fine. He's just all right, right? That's all he is. He's just all right. Yeah. He's no Drew Locke like Greg Martin probably thinks. <laughs> no, not even close. He's no Drew yeah, Locke? He, he isn't a backup quarterback. Oh, Greg, who do you got here? Uh, like you said, he's just all right. Jordan Love is just all right. Um, mm-hmm. It's true. Bryce Young. I don't Doesn't know what he right is. Yet. No, all right. No, he's not all, all right. right. No, the kids Very are not all right. Bryce Bryce Young is struggling. Kids are singing two different songs. Yeah. Anyways, um, I hate I hate Green Bay as a favorite of this of this magnitude. I think it's a little bit uh, unwarranted. Uh, Carolina is coming off their big victory in the rain against uh, Atlanta in front of about 500, 500 hardcore fans down there in, uh, in the Carolinas. Where, where do they play out of Charlotte? I think yeah. so. Charlotte. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think green Bay can win this. There's a big part of me that wants to take Carolina plus five. Thank you, Ben. Nah, I can't. I can't because Carolina is not good, and they the when they do win, it's always so strange of a victory that I don't know that it can be replicated. 
complicated. So I think they got lucky against Atlanta and a very generous uh, interception from Ritter, which all his interceptions are pretty generous, but that was probably the most generous of all. And hey, it's that time of year, fellas. You know, it's time to be generous sometimes and think about the defense. Okay. And what they need. Give them back season. And Desmond Ritter's, Desmond Ritter's always willing to, you know, hey, here's something you guys can have. I know you guys work hard all the time. And I, I, I see that. And, and you may not be seen by everybody else, but I see you. Here's this for you. And, uh, anyways, uh, back to the point at hand Green Bay minus five. I think it'll, I think it'll cover. I don't feel great about it though. Hey. Your 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 uh, mouth to God's ears. Uh, okay, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we have the two games of the week, as far as I'm concerned. A couple of Super Bowl previews, perhaps. We're gonna have to start formatting this a little differently. I'm gonna just say this right now. Starting next week, and I know this is the end of the season. We're gonna go by the best games at the start, and then we're gonna have these shit games coming last because everybody's listening. I don't think people want to wait to hear uh, Baltimore, San Francisco. So we're going to start with the good games analysis first. Okay. That's starting next week because we've already done that. Maybe honestly, so we our, start. yeah, we're going to start next week. List some time up. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. We are back from our short break. That was a little extended. You know, I, I, I had them wait for me to get going uh, a little late tonight. So they're, they're doing, they're paying me back tenfold. We're now coming back to you. It is Thursday morning at 3.35 a.m. Uh, let's pick the rest of these games, fellas. How about that? Thanks, thanks for getting up for with me. With me. Uh, Jacksonville at Tampa. We're going to get right into it. Uh, the Bucks are one-point favorites. Basic pick them. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is also in concussion protocol, and they're saying he's progressive, progressing nicely. And if I know one thing about Trevor – it's that an injury that is supposed to take a week or six weeks takes two days for this guy to heal. He's like LeBron James when uh, he rolls his ankle terribly, and then he's still good to go the rest of the game. I think he's on the same drugs LeBron was on in his prime. Uh, sadly, his talent is not the same as LeBron's in his prime. And, uh, you know, at this point in his career, he and Daniel Jones, they have very similar stats. I was looking, I was reading about that today. Uh, obviously, Lawrence is a better quarterback, and you have the whole Urban Meyer fiasco. But, and I like Trevor Lawrence. I don't get me wrong; he's my fantasy QB. I like him a lot. But, um, kind of a letdown from what we were expecting. Correct? Everybody agree on that? You know, this guy was the number one recruit back when he was like a sophomore, and he came in. He lit up Alabama at Clemson his freshman year, and he continued to be great. Um, throughout his college life and he was the most can he was the can miss number one guy in the succession of luck and manning and elway and and those guys and uh he just hasn't really lived up to it yet but that being said i think this line's a little mistaken i think a lot of people are looking at what tampa did last week against the packers and saying you know baker is baker well baker is baker and what that means is great Average, bad. You never know what you're going to get out of them. And I think this is more of a uh, story on the Jacksonville defense more so than what Trevor Lawrence can do um, coming back from what I don't I don't even know if he was concussed, but coming out of concussion protocol and the high ankle sprain. Uh, he's just racking up the injuries. But I, I think Jacksonville wins this game. So I'm going to take Jacksonville plus one. Uh, I think I, I think this game means more for Tampa, but 
it's more of a pick. I'm de- it is a pick. It's minus it's minus or a pick. But I'm gonna think. I think Jacksonville wins this game. They win the games that they that they should win. They lose the games that they shouldn't win. And I think Jacksonville should win this game. That's my analysis on this, Steve. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks. Any reason? Oh, one reason. Just Baker Mayfield. Can't go wrong with that. I I don't know. The Jacks haven't shown me anything this year where I'm like gung ho about them. I feel like the Bucks after last week did pretty good. I mean, Baker, you don't know what you're going to get. He's a new Jared Goff. Is he going to have a stinky game? He's going to have a good game. Who knows? But I'm going to go the Bucks. So this will probably be like a low scoring 20s game. And I can see the Bucks putting up more points than that. So give me the Bucks. Can I say this before you go, uh, Greg, real quick? Nope. Uh, so I'm going to take the Bucks as well. And no, I'm sorry. Good pick. You're taking the Bucks? I'll let you yeah. do your point in a sec. Uh, no, I'm just going to do Bucks minus one. And go ahead. Like, you don't talk enough on this podcast. So go ahead. That's what I've been saying. I feel like I haven't heard Sterling in at least 20 seconds. And my ears cannot go that long without hearing Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. Nobody wants to hear me. Like, I see the floor and my time to you, good sir. I'm just, I just am. So Baker Mayfield right now is 12 to 1 for comeback player of the year. He was literally released by the Panthers last season. He found his way onto the Rams. He did a amazing 99 yard drive to win he was throwing out nobody thought he was going to get another starting job they were going to go with Kyle Trask they signed him I was paying attention to the Bucks because that's where Brady was before Brady retired or after he retired I'm like who are they going to replace him with they're going to draft somebody right they can't go with Kyle Trask and go with Baker Mayfield he's 12 to 1 Stafford's 12 to 1 Flacco playing three games is 12 to 1 DeMar Hamlin is minus 750 he has two tackles what are we doing? Yeah, but did, two but he has something no one else does. He died on the field. <laughs> oh, I know. They won't ever let us forget that. I'm just saying. Okay, Greg, finish your take. Sorry. I'm just... I already went. And okay. you've already ate up all the time that I was going to use. So I will go ahead and move on to the next uh, game. And okay. I'm sorry to our, our beloved listeners who are really excited to hear me talk about the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield <laughs> and all the stats I was going to throw out there. But we used yeah, all of our... I'm... I'm glad we use our, uh, we actually make a sheet, Greg. We write down stats and stuff. <laughs> I don't even know why I do any free game analysis. <laughs> I'll just get my pick and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, be quiet so Sterling can talk more. That's that's our game plan, you know. That actually Steven used to be a I... bit that we did. I wonder what I the mean, AI breakdown is on time talked on this. It's got to be me like 75%. Yeah, easily. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I like hearing my voice. I won't talk much on this one. It's one of the Super Bowl previews. I'll let you guys take the take the lead here. I'll give my pick, and then you guys you guys take the reins. Cowboys and Dolphins. Dolphins are one and a half point favorites at home. A battle of two teams, which nobody thinks beats the good one. So whoever wins this one, maybe they'll get some credit for beating a good one, or maybe not. Maybe they'll say, see, neither of these teams are that good. You really don't know what you're getting here. I am taking the Cowboys to win this game. Dolphins did not have their entire offensive line. Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert. Or uh, a chain practice today. That's an odd Wednesday missed practice, and I'm sure a lot of those guys are going to play. But Cowboys are healthier, and I think Dak is better than Tua. So I'm going Cowboys. Now I will not say one more word for the rest of this analysis. Stephen, you take yours, and then Greg, and then you pass it to Greg. I'm muting myself. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to take the Dolphins here. Uh, I know they're banged up, but guess what? The Cowboys aren't good at home. They're just like the Seahawks. They, they cannot win a game. 
<laughs> on the road to save their life. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins here. Um, I will never. I I hate all NFC teams now. AFC only. And Greg, go ahead. Thank you, Stephen. God, it's so nice to hear somebody speak besides Sterling. It's really. I don't know. There's something kind of soothing about he having the to talk. So he bad. is. He's sitting there drinking Coors Light, trying to keep his yapper shut, which is, believe me, uh, dear listener, that is a massive feat. As he takes another swig of Coors Light, the silver bullet is getting cold. I know. Hard. He, I got to ask his girlfriend. He must talk in his sleep. There's no way his oh. dog can stay clenched for eight hours. No, I'm sure about it. I'm sure about it. And, uh, there should be a betting side here as to whether Sterling speaks before we actually throw it back to him, but he's doing a good job, doing a good job. Um, but I'm with you, Steven. I love Miami in this spot. I think Dallas Cowboys, what I love about this game is this is the ultimate meeting of two bully teams. Two bullies meet each other and get to play one another in the bully bowl. And what's a bully? We all know this. It's a team that beats up on bad teams. They go play a real team. And all of a sudden, they don't have it. They just they can't find the juice because they've been exposed. So who's the bigger bully here? Is it the team that wins or is it the team that loses? And I think the ultimate bully here is going to be the team that loses, which is going to be the Dallas Cowboys, the ultimate paper tiger, the team that's going to get beat in the first round of the NFC playoffs. And it's not even going to be close. I can't wait to see this team. Uh, go up against the 49ers again and lose in dramatic fashion on, on just the worst play calling that you'll see out there. Uh, Dallas is not a solid team. They can't go on the road and win, and that's what you need to do in the playoffs, especially when you don't end up uh, with home field advantage, which they're, they're not going to get. So, anyways, we're taking Miami minus one and a half. And finally, after this long, long moment of, of no commentary from Sterling, I suppose I will throw it back to you, Sterling. Thank you, Greg. Uh, so Stephen yeah, can I say something to... before you go? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen wanted to know, Alexa. Stephen wanted to know if I talk in my sleep. Oh my gosh, so much! I've been giving takes oh, in my God. sleep. That's awful. Wild take. That's awful. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, thank you for coming in and saying first, that. First night she stays over. She's like, "Oh, finally, we got to go to fucking oh. bed. I don't have to hear him yap anymore." Yeah. Just, I'm just yelling out. I'm yelling out. I'm yelling out. Pretty for MVP, sixteen to one. <laughs> <laughs> she takes sleeping medication because of me. Hey, she should get a notepad over there. Take those things down, man. You're spitting out some knowledge. Sixteen to one. Let's get <laughs> one it. of my my friend Darren said because I I dreamt like a bet and I was like this I need a bet this and it hit and he's all like it'd be hilarious if every I was shit faced when I dreamt the bet I was blacked out and it's like if I uh if every time I got blacked out I was just like yelling out winning bets and so people like have have me live streamed and just be like be giving just out giving out like poetic bets um hey boys uh, that was really good I'm happy you guys got through that um. You're both on the yeah, Dolphins. I'm, I'm on Dallas. Hey, don't don't count on it coming coming much more. Um, she does morning recaps with me. Um, over why she hates. Hey, my sleep um, we should get one of those actually on the podcast at some point. Do we not have a hot take from Alex? We week? don't. We didn't no. have one last week either. Is that officially dead as a segment? Um, we'll see. 
We'll see if it comes back. I know she she the, the two of them were terrible, so we kind of kind of stopped asking for them after after the reception we got in the last few. Uh we'll see. Maybe next week. Uh sure. Cardinals at Bears. Bears are four point favorites. I am taking the Cardinals to cover here out of pure out of just the pure fact that I don't think the Bears should be four point favorites over anybody in this league. And they probably should have beat Cleveland last week. And that should have been a caught Hail Mary. I don't know how that wasn't a completed Hail Mary. It was actually an interception. So it was completed to the other team, but uh, Mooney had the ball in his hand. I do not understand how that was not caught. But regardless, Arizona should not be, or sorry, uh, Chicago should not be favored by more than two and a half points against anybody in this league, in my opinion. And, you know, you're giving me a point and a half here. So I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover. I think this is a field goal game. These are two bad teams. It's hard for me to say when I see two terrible teams playing um, what's going to happen. On the podcast we do tomorrow, we're going to talk about all 32 teams and uh, they're, and what they're supposed to do in the offseason and what, what they could fix. Do they need to do any changes? The Bears is one of the hardest ones because of where they're going to be picking. And we're not going to, I'm not, I've already said what I think they should do. They should take Caleb. But so it's kind of a spoiler about what we're going to say, but uh, going to be a hard decision because what are the suitors for Justin Fields? realistically can they get a first for them i don't know uh so that's gonna be tough for them to decide i'm taking the cardinals here to cover though and i hope my hope is that the bears win out and justin fields looks amazing because i want them to not take caleb williams and so for for what it's worth but uh give me the cardinals to cover here wouldn't be surprised if they win these are two terrible teams steven give me the bears i think that's what's gonna happen I think Justin Fields is actually going to play good for the rest of the. They're going to give him a little spicy sauce in the back back room. He's going to start throwing absolute darts. But I don't like the I don't like the Cardinals. I feel like they play their West rivals pretty close, and then they don't try too hard generally, except for that one game where you just get a classic Cardinals game. So give me the Bears here. Didn't hear what the line was, but I like Justin Fields here. Right. Yeah, I'm taking the Bears too. Um, they have a much superior defense. They're actually pretty good on that end of the ball. And Arizona, I, it's just a team without an identity. I think Chicago. There's a lot of people that are that are playing for their jobs, and Justin Fields is front and center in that respect. And. I, I don't know what Kyler Murray's playing for. I don't know if it's more of just a tryout for getting shipped out somewhere. Um, so Arizona can kind of restart. But I I think Chicago at home is, is a much more dangerous proposition for a team coming out of Arizona in a dome. Um, I don't think weather is going to be a major factor here, but I think the home team is going to get it done. And... I'm afraid it's going to be like a, a three-point win. So the minus four is really rough. I wouldn't bet it personally. I'm not going to bet that. But uh, hopefully Chicago can come up with, you know, enough to win this by like five or six, maybe a touchdown. So I got I got to take Chicago, though, in this spot. Yeah, I can't believe either of, that, either of those picks. Uh, I just hate that two bad teams, four points is a lot for two bad teams. And I'll always hold that as my opinion. Uh, okay. Here's the game that I have. This is to complete my, to complete my parlay. 
So we've gone through four of them. This is the fifth game. Patriots at the Broncos. Broncos are six and a half point favorites. Christmas Eve night. Um, you know, going into the season, I think both teams had higher hopes. Broncos at least are decent. Uh, but I remember going, uh, I remember back in like early mid-October where I was like, this is going to be the worst game ever. And this is going to be basically the battle for the number one pick. And the Broncos have turned it around. The Patriots have not. Uh, I just, I can't fathom the Patriots winning another game. They need to stay in that two spot if they can get the one spot, either or. They just can't fall out of that. They need a tank. I don't know. Again, there's a lot of rumors about Belichick and what's going to happen. My opinion, I want him to stay as the coach. I hope they bring in somebody else to do the GM duties or at least assist on it. But I still think he's a great coach. I still think he's a top we could play the game is what teams would fire their coach for Bill Belichick today. And I think that the, the list is 28 or 29 teams would want Belichick over their current coach. Regardless, the personnel decisions have been bad the last five years. Um, and truthfully, like Brady really carried the team. And I think that's, that's kind of abundantly clear by this point. Uh, this game, six and a half. That's quite a bit of points for Denver. I just don't know where the Patriots get their their points here it's been the same same talking back and forth about how the pats are going to score points they did against the steelers and that's about it uh russell wilson has not turned the ball over that much um the broncos offense is still not great but you know they score 17 i think a 17 10 game is well within reason here it's night in denver and in december it's going to be cold um i don't know if bailey zappy's ever played in the cold i really don't don't know what history he has there at Western Kentucky or Eastern Kentucky, Western Kentucky. Uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go the Broncos to cover here. I think they win by a touchdown, maybe 10 um, Patriots. It's going to suck because they're going to lose out and then they're going to have the jets in week 18 and they're going to win that game. and They're going to fall out of the two spot and it is going to make me so sick to my stomach. And then there's going to be Patriots fans out there saying, you know, it's not all bad. We beat the jets. I want the jets to kill us. I want them to fucking murder us. Uh, give give me the Broncos by seven. Steven? Welcome I'm back. taking the Broncos. Of course I'm taking the Broncos. Uh, the line's pretty big, though. I feel like for that line to actually hit, I feel like the team is going to have to put up more points than they generally do. Or stop someone, which they haven't been able to do too well in the last few weeks. So... Uh, I guess I, I'm taking the Broncos, but I just don't know how they why they got the spread. They must Vegas must just really hate the Patriots, which makes sense. Greg, hmm. pass it on. Greg, Greg, is your mic muted? Oh, look at that! Oh, it's green. No, he forgot blue. This, is sorry, 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 sorry. Blue, blue. We're back to blue. We're back to blue. Sorry. This is a brand new week with a brand new microphone yet again, folks. So sorry. Um, gosh, this one is really hard. Um, so the over/under on this game is thirty-four point five, and they're asking you to swallow six and a half points, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but I gotta join you guys. I don't think I don't think New England has anything left in the tank. Um, and if they do, they should just throw it into next year. Like it's over. Let's play for a draft. Like there's no point in trying to win this game. Denver needs this game pretty badly to keep whatever faint playoff hopes they've got alive. 
and they are very faint because the CLC Hawks were smart enough to to ship off a, a flailing, uh, unimpressive Russell Wilson, who is clearly past his prime to Denver for way too much money. And uh, yeah, but even so, Denver is still the better team here. They still have the better quarterback. Zappy's a joke. Um, and I think their defense is, I don't know, it has its moments. It's not a great defense, but it should be enough to keep this hopefully close to a cover uh, for everybody here. So. Are you, you're taking the Pats? No, I'm taking Denver. Okay. Sorry. 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 I was, yeah. I was, yeah. I've been, I've been very uh, ambiguous in my, in my picks this week. Like I know that I've done some misleads and I've tried to like get reactions from you, Sterling. And I've been probably more con- convoluted than I should be. So. I'm sorry. I'm feeling a little frisky tonight, and I'm just kind of shooting off the cuff a little here. So I apologize. Why are you so frisky? I don't know. A long day at work, and I'm tired, and uh, I just want to just want to play around a little bit, I guess, because I've I've had a real long day. <laughs> like, All right, Greg, stay in your own box, okay? <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. This isn't I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just trying to play around a little bit, okay? In yeah. therapy, Greg. You get, hey, I'll, better. Listen, I'll become a licensed therapist just to take care of you. I'll charge six thousand dollars an hour. How about that? Okay. Well, I'll take it off all the money you owe me, so we can work that bill down a little bit of money. Yeah, that'll get you down to about four thousand for the first hour. Hey, fair enough. <laughs> better help. Better helps expensive. Um, <laughs> Raiders and Chiefs. Christmas Day. Follow Uh Christmas Day. The first two games were terrible. The Sunday or the Christmas Day night game, Christmas night game is amazing. These first two games suck. Thankfully, the NBA has a great Christmas slate this year. So uh, I do not really care much about the Raiders, Chiefs, or the Giants, Eagles. However, I will have one of the screens on them. Uh, Chiefs are 10 point favorites. We just saw this game three weeks ago. The Raiders went up 14 0 and lost, I think, 14 to 27. I don't see them going up 14 0 again. I think that a lot of people are saying, well, the Chiefs got a little back on track against the Patriots. They didn't all look good in that game. So I don't know why people are saying that. Uh, I'm not in that camp. I think the Chiefs team sucks, but I think the I think the Raiders are a little bit suckier. And so I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover here. That's really, I don't have much more to say. I don't want to give any more opinions about Mahomes or Kelsey or that team. I think they're an average team that are going to be bounced early in the playoffs. And then, they have a lot of decisions to make in the offseason about how to build around Mahomes, including um, what are they going to do with Kelsey? Because I think Kelsey has legitimately lost a step. He's either hurt or he has slowed down quite a bit. And he's still good at running routes and getting open because he's one of the smartest. He's one of the smartest, like, um, he has great football IQ. Like, he gets into spaces and zones where a lot of players don't figure out how to get into. And but the, the fact is he just doesn't have the burst anymore. And he's 34, and, I mean, that goes. It, it happens in the NFL usually earlier, and uh, he's played a very injury-free career, but he rolled his ankle, and it, it seems like he hasn't recovered from that. And I don't know. I feel like I feel like we've talked about this before. I think both Kelsey brothers are going to retire at the end of this season. Maybe Travis goes one more year, but the finances there just, just aren't smart for him to keep going. He's paid, like, the fifth or sixth highest paid tight end. He should be paid like Tyreek Hill. So... Um, at the end of the day, what's there to play for? He has two rings. He's widely considered a top three tight end ever. 
uh, some people say he's the best ever. So it's it's uh, not me. I mean, that's always going to be Gronk until somebody actually is better than Gronk. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The Chiefs team will win this game. Their problems aren't in this game. Their problems are what's going to happen in the first round of the playoffs or the second round of the playoffs where they play an actual team that can score against them effectively. Chiefs here. Dude. Well, you started talking about Travis Kelsey. I was just, I don't even know what game you were talking about. So lost. I was wondering why the Knicks have a Christmas NBA game. It's a good one. Let's watch that team. We're going to see the Orlando Magic. Um, Wait, no way. Give me the. The Magic's a better team than the Knicks. I know, but they're not playing. Okay, I thought you said they're playing the Magic. I was like, what? No, I said I'd rather watch the Magic. I want the Suns to get a Christmas game. And the Pacers. They're the eight seed. Pacers, too. They're eight seed. I don't want to. Where's the Timberwolves? The they have five losses this year. I mean, yeah, what's that? Yeah, what the hell? Or the Thunder? They only lost eight games. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm tired of these legacy media <laughs> scumbags. Yeah, give me the Chiefs. I don't even know what the line is. The, the Raiders yeah, are heinous to watch. I want a Pistons Spurs Christmas Day game. Uh, it's 10 points. It's 10 points, yeah. Oh, no, give me the Raiders. Oh, okay. Good analysis. All right, what do you have here? Yeah, the Raiders shouldn't be laying 10 points with anybody. They're pretty awful this year. Like you said, Kelsey has lost a step, and they don't have anybody at wide receiver. Uh, Kadarius Tony is not able to catch any of the balls that uh, head his way. They need to release and him. He can't, they need to, and he can't line up correctly. And then it's a, a major, major national tragedy that everybody on the Chiefs apparently thinks we all agree on. Um, really, really tough to see Kansas City finally have a call go against them in a key moment. Really, really rough. Like, everybody. I know I was shedding tears for them in my house. Um, I like how the fans, though, Greg, they're like, we're the most, we're the, we, we get the most flags in the whole league. And he's like, yeah, but which the ones that actually matter and when it matters. Yeah, yeah the ones that matter. Um their offensive line always... commits a false start every play of the right tackle, every play. A hundred percent. So yeah. the Eagles. Every yeah, the Eagles, the Eagles and the Chiefs both false start more than anybody, and they never get called for it. Just let it be known. If you ever watch those two teams, watch the yeah. offensive line, watch the very edge every of that play. offensive line, and you're gonna see they somebody move, move. Almost like a half second. Like you don't even have to yeah. slow it down. It's you, ridiculous. That Seahawks game, there was like it was every other play. It was actually insane. Yeah. And they never get called, and it's like, okay, I guess, I guess it doesn't matter. If somebody just completely starts their movement uh, a second early. I don't know. I don't know how this works, guys. Um, but I'm glad it. I'm glad it didn't uh, interfere with the Seahawks beating the Eagles, despite the fact that they probably could have gotten 50 yards off all those first false starts. But um, Kansas City, um, I don't know. It's just Oakland. It's in Arrowhead. I I got to imagine that Kansas City will get this done, and they're really desperately trying to get on track for the playoff push. I mean, they're they're going to have a legitimate shot at um, making some noise in the playoffs. Honestly, I don't uh, I don't know what their prospects are. I actually like the Bills a lot better in the AFC right now. I think they're um, they're going to be really sneaky um, if you run into them. So. But yeah, I'll, I'll still take Kansas City minus 10. This line's awfully inflated, like all the Kansas City Chiefs lines have been for the last several years. But uh, Oakland's Oakland's 
God, sorry, Las Vegas. Las Vegas is awful. I apologize. They they change cities too often for me. Um, but uh, no more. Yeah, there will be no more. You're so used teams. to used to used to the uh, the LA Raiders, I mean, from your from your mid adulthood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I knew that. I knew Raider the age shaming. I knew the age yeah. shaming was going to come out eventually. And uh, <laughs> like clockwork, here we go. Um, Greg remembers yeah. the Philadelphia Athletics. <laughs> I actually don't. I don't. Was that a was that a baseball team? Oh yes, it was. It was yeah, okay. Before they, so before they were in Oakland, before, they were in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who was there? Who was the coach that coached there for like forty years? Um, oh, for for the athletics. Yeah, wasn't it the guy that coached there for like? He's got he's got like the most games ever coached. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's not the Philly know. Athletics. Okay, right, sorry. Great, keep talking. No, I'm trying. I already I already made my pick. Okay. Connie Mack. That's what I was thinking of. Uh Connie Mack. Oh, That's yeah, definitely Connie something Mack. you definitely think so. Yeah. He coached the Three. Philadelphia Athletics from nineteen oh, yeah. to nineteen fifty. Uh I already <laughs> remember. Forty nine years. <laughs> Five time champ. I mean you put some respect on his name. Dude, he lived in ninety three. He was born in eighteen sixty two. That's about when Greg was born. Congratulations, Greg. Hey, thanks for keeping the keeping the theme going. I appreciate it. <laughs> if you look at his managerial record, it's hilarious because he keeps scrolling down. <laughs> That's great. Um, okay. World champion. Connie Mack, Greg Selena. Former rivals. Let me see who I'd live to. Uh <laughs> you took you took the Chiefs, right? Sorry. Thank you. Oh yeah, sorry. In between all the uh, the ageist uh, extremism that I am experiencing tonight, I picked the Chiefs. A serious question: Who was <laughs> this? This is an actual serious question. Because now I'm thinking of like, were you who was the first president when you were born? Uh, now, now I'm thinking Ulysses S. Grant, but who's actually the first president when you were born? Were you born in Reagan? Reagan era? I was. Uh, yeah, Reagan. Okay. Yeah. You're a Reagan baby. Oh no. I guess so. I mean, i I didn't have the uh, I didn't have the legality to vote at that point in time. But technically, Reagan was reigning over the United States of America, and good old Nancy was, uh, you know, Nancy, running her just say no the campaign. Stars? Yeah. Great. Who was so. the first person you voted for for president? Uh, let's see here. Uh, John Kerry, I think. Yeah, okay. John Kerry. Yeah, who lost? Okay. I I voted for a loser. Um, Can you guess who I voted for? My first one. Donald J. Trump. Yeah, yeah. you voted for Trump, didn't you? I'm not gonna give. For... I'm not gonna give you guys any hints on who I voted for, but no, they did. I, win. I know it's not <laughs> and Trump. You... Obama. Obama, right? Uh, no, Obama. No, we, we Obama's 2012. We, I was. Uh, we were oh. 16. Wait, we so just you missed voted that by Trump? two whole years. You voted for Trump? No, we didn't vote for Trump. D O N L D. Trump said today. Trump said a few days ago. I said I think I sent this to Steve, where he said that they're speaking foreign languages in the schools that they don't even know what those languages are. There's a lot of oh, languages no. now, but we don't know what language that one is. <laughs> There's a like, lot of languages now, but let me tell you, let me tell you, folks, English. That's the best language. It's the greatest language. language. There's no language like the English language. Let's get it real. Come on. They just don't make them like they make things. They really don't, man. Big Latin. Uh, uh, we need to bring that back. Uh, okay, two more games. Let's just let's just get these going. Giants at Eagles. 
Eagles are 12-point favorites. There's some problems in Philly. We just talked about the Chiefs and stuff. Philly, Jalen Hurts after that game said, we got players that just aren't committed to winning as much as they should be. <laughs> Who's that about? Because it's is it about the the center that's committed some bad bad uh bad penalties lately? Uh, who has a podcast that is very popular? Is that who it's about, or who else would it yeah. be about? We're maybe both it's co-hosts about... have been a little unfocused. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe um, Jalen Hurts has not been good this year. He's been very very average. I know that like three weeks ago he's the MVP favorite. Look at his numbers. That would have been the worst MVP that I've ever, that ever, ever in modern history. It would have been just an abysmal award that you're just gifting. If you're going to give it to somebody with those types of stats, give it to Tyreek Hill or give it to McCaffrey because you should not be rewarding the QB with those numbers. That's neither here nor there. The issue is the Eagles just aren't that good of a team. They're having a Super Bowl hangover late in the year. Um, they had a cupcake, a cupcake schedule. Their team's still above average, but they are not on the same stratosphere as the 49ers, and they're not going to be there. Uh, they're going to struggle to win against good teams. The team, they just don't move the ball like they did last year. The defense is not good. The defense sucks on first and third downs. It has the entire season. And their offensive line, just like just like uh, we all pointed out above with the Chiefs, they commit penalties every time. And it's really choosing when they want to call those penalties. I saw a fourth down in that Seahawks game where the defensive line legitimately stopped moving for a quarter or for like half a second. Cause the guy jumped so quickly. They didn't call it. They completed the fourth down pass. It's abysmal what they allow these, these offensive lines to do. And, you know, maybe that causes a Super Bowl rematch, but I do not think that's going to happen. And I don't know where the Eagles go. What I will say is this Tommy, DeVe- Tommy DeVito doing what he did to that pizza chain. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Raising his appearance free from 10 grand, 10 grand to 20 grand is absurd. If DeVito ever becomes a good player, like an actual study, study or steady player, um, he'll need new representation because that is terrible PR. And I know he went to the pizza place for free. Well, they got a good, they, they got a good bargain on it because now they're in the news and all publicity is good publicity. But uh, no, I don't know. This Giants team's not good, and I think this is a good good right spot for the Eagles. 12 points is quite a bit. I'm okay with it. I wouldn't bet them at minus 12, but I will pick them at minus 12. Steven, are you going to see your Fly Eagles fly? Are they back? Yeah, I'm going to say Fly Eagles fly. I will say, since I am someone who pays way too much attention to Philadelphia news media, um, they were talking about just how redundant this offense is and how predictable it is especially mm-hmm. you tell with like that clip of Christian McCaffrey being like they're gonna do this they're gonna do that um and then I was thinking I was like why is that because I don't really pay attention but like they lost their, you know their OC and where their OC go oh he's the head coach of the Colts whose offense looks the most surprising offense this year the Colts and who's like the most creative at drawing up these run plays and setting up these paths oh my god it's Colts huh Who's calling the plays now? Oh, next year you're Oh, sick. Uh, let's just run the same thing over and over again uh, and hope that we don't get called for false starts every 10 seconds. This Eagles team is not good. They are fraudulent. They're not going to – they are they are the, the chiefs of the NFC. They are not going to get far in the playoffs with such high expectations. But give me them this game because the Giants are not a good football team. I agree. Quick. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Um, Philadelphia is going through some major 
uh, changes. Does not look like a team that's very cohesive right now. You've got Jalen Hurts giving press conferences where you just go, man, the, the temperature of this team is is all kinds of off right now. And Nick Sirianni, I don't think is a I don't really think he'd be a mediocre like college level coach. And I think he's actually gonna get exposed probably in the next couple of years in Philadelphia as some of the older talent retires. But um Jalen Hurts does credit has made up for a lot of the uh, deficiencies here. And there's no better spot than playing the New York Giants. Um, this is at home, right? This is in Philadelphia. Yeah. So uh, there's no way they don't come out like on fire here and try to kind of reset some things that went wrong in Seattle and went wrong uh, in, in a few of the last few games. Um, they're, they're, they're scrambling. They're, they're not going to be a, a deep run in the playoffs, in my opinion. It's definitely a Super Bowl hangover, like you said, Sterling. It's 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 finally coming on, and they went through a pretty brutal stretch. And they'll they'll get right here the last couple games because I think they have Arizona next week and then the Giants again. So you know they'll they'll look pretty strong going to the playoffs off of recent memory, but if you look further back, there's just there's something wrong here. And uh, it's it's not going to get exposed quite yet, but I think it will be fairly early in the playoffs. So you're not going to see them in the Super Bowl again. It's just not happening this year. Good. I agree. I agree with both of you. Uh, Steve, did you pick the Eagles or the Giants? I didn't write you down. Oh, I picked Eagles. the Eagles. Okay, we all picked the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a bad team to me, or like an average team. Like, yeah, th- this game's not like that interesting, so we decided to just shit on <laughs> the Eagles oh, and yeah. pick them. Yeah, I just don't. Rightfully like, so. Uh, I just don't you know. Throw one touchdown the last three weeks. That's what you get. <laughs> yep, that is it. Uh, okay. Game of the week, game of maybe the season, maybe a Super Bowl, uh, potential Super Bowl matchup here, a rematch of the two thousand and what was it, twelve Super Bowl, uh, Ravens. 49ers. The 49ers are five and a half point favorites. A lot of people think this Ravens team is one of the only teams that can actually like exploit San Francisco's defense as well as actually cover their run game because they have good linebackers and they have a good running game with Lamar and whatever running backs they have out there. Um, One of the running backs, um, I don't uh, I should know his name. Uh towards ACL, he was pretty explosive. I don't know who it was. J.K. Dobbins. It starts every, every year. It wasn't him. It wasn't earlier. So they're down to their third pick. Who was it? Uh Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, I knew it was Mitchell, yeah. but I didn't want to say Elijah Mitchell because I think he plays the 49ers. <laughs> Sorry. Uh here's the thing. I have watched enough Ravens games to know in my life or with Lamar. And with John Harbaugh to know that this team can look great for all of eternity from September to December. But in January, unless you have Flacco magic, it's the same old story each time where they're just not good enough. Something happens, bad weather, et cetera. And until Lamar gets over the hump, I just can't trust him 
in a, in a in a playoff scenario. This right here is a regular season game where both teams are basically locked up. Uh, I know that I know both teams are going to make the playoffs. 49ers probably have locked up the one seed at this point. I know they can maybe lose it, but they have to lose two games. I don't see that happening. Baltimore has a good road to the one seed. This game though doesn't matter too much either because they play the Dolphins next week, I think. And so it's really a it's really a we both want this game. It's a preview of maybe a Super Bowl, but both teams really aren't playing for anything here. I want if this is a Super Bowl, I'm excited for it, but um a great game. This is a lot of points for San Francisco to cover by. If you're saying this might be a Super Bowl, because if this is on a neutral field, probably a two and a half point spread, which is usually what Super Bowls end up at. I'm taking the 49ers. They're a steep, they're 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 a, they're a train right now. And until I see a team stop them, I'm gonna keep picking them. I said this last week, I'll say this next week, I'll say this until they actually get stopped. They have no weak links. If if you pick their weakness, it's probably Brock Purdy, who's probably the MVP. That's it. And so um, at the end of the day, it's like this team, of course they can lose, right? Nobody thought the nobody thought the Rams, the greatest show on turf, was going to lose any of those games with Kurt Warner when, when they played the Patriots. A team can have a down week. The, the 49ers have had down weeks this year. But right now with how they're playing, maybe the issue is they're peaking too early, but like they look unstoppable. And uh, I just don't see where... I, th- I think losing Keaton Mitchell, I cannot believe I forgot his name because he's so integral to the Ravens and how they attack things. Uh, losing him is is a massive loss, and I don't think Lamar could do it by himself. They finally have receivers for Lamar. He lost Mark Andrews. I don't know Isaiah Likely is 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 actually, you know, pretty good, but he's not Mark Andrews. And Odell still has some juice. Say Flowers is good. Bateman's fine, but. It's just not the same cast, but you have Purdy throwing too, which is Debo, IU, Kittle, McCaffrey. Uh, the offensive line's amazing. You have a great pass rush. The linebackers are good. Uh, Fred Warner's one of the best linebackers of football. Maybe their weak points are secondary, but even then, it's hard to exploit it when you have such a good pass rush. So I've said a lot here to say basically the same thing I've said all year 49ers, baby. I think that they're, I think I picked them to make the Super Bowl. I think I picked them to lose to the Bengals. Yeah, I did. But, uh, I got the 49ers here. I think they win this game um, and cover. I think they win by a touchdown. Maybe two. This is a statement if they want. If they want to make a statement, here you go. Put the league on notice. Steve? Yeah, I think this team is the exact opposite of the Eagles, where I feel like this team is just bonded super well and are out to prove something, especially after losing those three games in a row. I only took the 49ers here. The Ravens... They do have Zay Flowers. He's a little banged up, though. Um, so, who's their next best 40-year-old Odell? Yeah, give me the 49ers here. I would. I was thinking of picking the Ravens because I was, like, reading a bunch of stuff. And, like, they feel like disrespected by the media with this big old line. I usually like a team that come in with a chip on their shoulders and a team that might be looking ahead. But I think the 49ers were looking ahead to this game last week when they were playing the Cardinals and gave up all those points. They're not looking ahead to the Commanders and the Rams. This is their statement, you know, the regular season statement game. So I'm going to go with the 49ers here. Gregory, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you, Steve, uh, Stephen. Um, yeah, I just read an article um, about the Baltimore Ravens and how they feel so... Um, absolutely just offended by the fact that they're actual underdogs in this game which is apparently the first time this year they've been underdogs 
And the only problem with that is you look at their schedule and you go, okay, you guys played the Texans, Bengals, Colts, Browns, Steelers, Titans, Lions. Lost the Colts. Lost <laughs> to the Colts. Lost to the Steelers. Cardinals, Seahawks, Browns, who they lost to. Bengals, Chargers. They've played pretty much nobody as far as a legitimate contender to play deep into the playoffs. Um, paper Tiger. I, I, yeah, they are. They are a paper tiger. Every year. And Every year. we could even we could even throw out China doll, you know, for those of us that oh. understand what the context of that is supposed to mean. And those that aren't aren't uh, snowflakes and easily offended, um, because life, much like everything else, is all about context. Well, Lamar's but, a big Trumper, so he he won't take offense. Is he? Okay. Well, yeah, he does have that southern accent, so that doesn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, and Sterling, in your take, I don't know why you continue to like low key at this point denigrate our beloved brother in Christ, Brock Purdy who is very much like the second coming of Joe Montana, like living and breathing in present day. Yeah, take a big swig of course, but please don't talk right now. Brock Purdy is <laughs> the quarterback you wish you had in New England that you will probably never have in New England for the rest of your life because Brock Purdy is something special. Um, Brock Purdy could have probably been in New England if you guys had somebody that knew how to draft a talent. Yeah, I know. Every um, other team, you know, they just, they wanted him so bad. They let him slip to pick like 253, you know, they just. Yeah, he dropped, he dropped. I mean, you got to have, I mean, the Tennessee Titans clearly needed Malik Willis more than they needed Brock Purdy. I mean, No, but it's all luck if you get a good quarterback. He's obviously a fine quarterback, but he's nothing special. He's fine. Well, you know what? In this, in this world, as my dad often says, you make your own luck, okay? And uh, sorry, San Francisco apparently was lucky, but I think they saw something there that I was actually watching a YouTube before we went on about Brock Purdy. And I know I hate to belabor this point, but it was showing highlights from Iowa and some of the plays he was making, the passes he was making. And you look at that and you go, how on earth did everybody not see some of these special, these special, I, I know that he didn't have a great career at Iowa State, but like, you watched the lowlights was... after the highlights. Yeah, no, did you see they didn't some of the interceptions he threw? Okay. They didn't show that. But I will just say, like, it was clear he was a talented kid and he, he shouldn't be quote unquote Mr. Irrelevant, which is a joke. Like, that's insane. Anybody that's picked to play in the NFL in the draft, like you you just can't you can't dead them Mr. Irrelevant. Like I would love to be I would love to be at that level of irrelevant, but it's San Francisco minus five and a half. <laughs> And I honestly don't think it's going to be super close. I think I think the Niners cover this by two touchdowns. I think Lamar is going to come out. It's going to be tough trying to get the run game going. You got Justice Hill and uh, well, Gus Edwards. And losing Keaton Mitchell is a big deal. They've been really relying on him big time. And if they can get some pressure up front, get Lamar scramble a little bit, it's going to be tough because, I don't know, the Niners are, are pretty scary up front. They, they do have some injuries um, in, in the backfield. So if, if Lamar can get it out quick, it could be a little bit of a closer game than I'm anticipating, but I just don't think that's going to happen. I, I like, I like San Francisco very, com San Francisco very comfortably here. 
and I have them in the Super Bowl. I don't know about you guys, but I think that they they make it all the way, and I think they win. Well, yeah, that's not a that's not a hot take. They're probably not going to win the Super Bowl if they keep if they keep steamrolling. I would just say this: you the thing about making your luck, Tom, like they do pick one ninety nine for Tom Brady. If anybody thought he was even a microcosm of what he would have been, he would have been a top three pick. Everybody would have said that. It's like these these guys like Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott, or you can go on Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. Nobody could like everybody overlooked them multiple times. The 49ers just got lucky. He's a fine quarterback. He's he's probably a top 10 quarterback in terms of like actual ability and and processing and whatnot. But in college, he did not have the tools. And he's throwing, he's yeah. doing very good. I do think, and I, I will always hold this opinion, and it's impossible to prove if it's right or wrong, that Mac Jones and the 49ers offense would look the exact same as Brock. Oh Brown. my God. Why Mac? Why you gotta go there again, dude? That's like, who they wanted to take. Then get Kyle Shannon got overshot. I'm serious. I'm not even trying to I'm, get over him, dude. I am over him. I'm I'm ready to move on, but I'm saying that I okay, you could do any Kirk Cousins there would throw 50 touchdowns, right? Kirk Cousins is nothing special, right? We don't think he's a top five guy. So it's it's Brock Purdy's in a great spot. We'll see. And he's also a great talent. He's also a great talent. He's a very he's a very fine quarterback. I'll say that. He's probably gonna win the How many quarterbacks? How many quarterbacks have gone through Shanahan's system in in San Francisco and have not succeeded? Those guys are still in the NFL, though. It's not like they've burned out. We got CJ Beathard, Nick Mullins. Those are guys that played with them. Okay, CJ beat CJ beat hard is not like are you like for real? I mean, he's still in the NFL. You know, barely. Yeah, he's about as in the NFL as I am. Like he's legit. Like <laughs> one degree removed. <laughs> yeah, like, like me. what the hell, man? Like, don't even bring that name up. You, you're really that name up. saying that in the same started. breath as okay. Like I just don't think you can c- compare CJ to Brock Purdy. I think that's okay. Okay, insane. I will say this: if you look at okay, fine. If you look, if you really want that Jimmy G played with Shanahan when he was healthy for five years, he wasn't yeah, healthy no, for he, five years. His stats, his stats were not as good as Brock Purdy's, but they were not bad. They had they were very they were very fine stats. That like that's keyword. Not as good as Brock Purdy's. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's saying Jimmy G's this fucking guy. They're not saying he's this elite talent. I know he signed a big contract with them, but he like kind of got overpaid because he had one good game when Brady was suspended for Deflategate. You know, he was like a Matt Flynn, and he's fine. Jimmy G's not terrible. I don't hate Jimmy G, but I think that like he's not. Like I don't think Brock Purdy's uh, elevating much further than him, and he is better than Jimmy G. Jimmy G's also being benched right now for Aiden O'Connell, so I'm not saying it's like a. I'm not trying to make him seem like he's not better than Jimmy G, but I do think that there is a limit to his abilities, and we've seen that last year against Philly, where he was able to get rushed in the NFC Championship game. That was a problem. The only where he got what, so yeah, where he got game, hurt. He got. So I don't know that you can hold an injury against him. I think honestly, the Niners win that game if Brock Purdy stays healthy. And I know you disagree, but that's fine. Oh, okay, regardless, of, let's just not even let's not take that into account. Let's just go okay. right now. The likelihood that he faces a pass rush that's even close to as good as the Eagles of last year is very low, because I don't think there's one that exists out there unless somebody unless Trent Williams and the right tackle get hurt, and then basically it's not even their pass rush is better. It's just that the fact that. They have a bang to bow line. They are the best team in football. I think that's pretty clear. I, I don't think you're going to get arguments. I think they're plus 200 or something to win the Super Bowl right now, which is absurd. 
They shouldn't be that. I would just bet them individually each game in the playoffs and just roll that over because you'll get better odds. Because in the Super Bowl, they'll be oh, yeah. a two-and-a-half or three-point favorite no matter who they play just because they want money on each side. Um, wow, you're so smart. Hey, that's probably true, well, right? That's how they do it. Thanks for explaining that to everybody. That's what well, they're tuning in for. Yeah, hey, I'm Dr. I'm Dr. <laughs> Recky right now. No, they're, they're they're great. Like I'm not hating on Brock Purdy. You make it seem like I'm hating on Brock Purdy. I'm not hating on him. I you just do. Hate... Well, you hate on him subtly. Like you you hate on him subtly now. But if you go back a few weeks, you're like Purdy's overrated. He's just a system quarterback. Like all the blah 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 that everybody already he's said. In, no, he's impressed me, but he is a system quarterback. Like he's not okay. Okay. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that a denigration to him? It's he's not. A system quarterback? There's no. There's no dislike that. I'm not trying. I'm not saying he's. I'm, I do all, all I gotta say, all I gotta say is I just love Brock Purdy. Okay, Jesus, lay off. Brock Purdy <laughs> is throwing to spaces, not to people. And Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan is the reason why he's so successful. You could put a okay. lot of QBs in there. This okay. is why Mac Jones would be good there. And like you say, don't use his name. Mac Jones did that at Alabama. This offense is basically like Alabama, where you're just throwing into spaces. There's people that there's a lot of people, a lot, a lot, a lot of people that have played NFL football or quarterbacks that say this is the perfect offense. Same with Mike McDaniel. You have special offensive weapons that get open in space. And most teams play this type of cover two or cover three or cover four zone that is very easy to read when by a coach because they know okay. how to do this. And they're talk. It's the McVay with Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a fine quarterback, right? We all agree on that. He can be stinky at times, but he's at least a little above average. I'm not saying he's Brock Purdy either. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's at least an average quarterback. Sean McVay talked to him until the thing clicked out. Every play, saying, "Here's what you're going to do, Jared." And guess what? They got to the Super Bowl there. Kyle Shanahan's just as good as, or about as good as McVay as a coach. I'm just saying, this is why QBs don't matter as much. I, okay, I would say, Scheme. to be fair, I think Shanahan's five times the coach that McVay will ever be. I, I mean, look I, at I don't the think he. I just, I just think Shanahan's a much, much Wait, more. People, is that really? A, you really think Shanahan's better than McVay? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't McVay know. McVay makes so McVay makes so many mistakes in game, like with timeouts and just various little things that good coaches don't do. Shanahan, like honestly, I'll I'll bring some research into this next week so I can actually battle with you because we're both just we're just going off the cuff here. I know two uh, things that Shanahan's hey, done. But I know you're a huge Sean McVay fan, and that's cool. Like, There's I two things that. Shanahan's done. He was up 28-3 as the offensive coordinator against Tom Brady in Super Bowl 51, and he did not run the ball when they could have just ran the ball out. They kept trying to keep the gas down. That was his call because he's the offensive coordinator, play caller, everything there. He was up 10 points against Mahomes in Super Bowl 53 or whatever it was, and in the fourth quarter. They, he right. blew both I, those. McVay I didn't come prepared. Okay. McVay won a Super Bowl. Yeah, what was the other Super Bowl he was in? Here's what Shannon has over though. He has three Super Bowls. Two as a head coach and one as an assistant coach. You mean McVay? No, no, Shanahan. He hasn't won any of them, has he? He has two. When oh, Shanahan we're not talking about Mike Shanahan. Oh, we're talking about the kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's in the well, bloodline. That counts, right? Like he's well, yeah. he did get an assistant head coach with the 49ers. Uh, so. All right. Oh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> it's not about Shanahan. They're both great uh, coaches. Shanahan 63 and 49. McVay is 67 and 45 with the Super Bowl. All I gotta say is this, Greg. 
Put McVeigh's rings in a box. Put Shanahan's rings in a box. How many rings you got? Well, okay, but to be fair, McVeigh blew up the franchise, winning that Super Bowl, like pulling in draft picks all over the place. So, what do you think the Forty ers will be in three years? If you had to guess, I think they're they're probably going to be fine in three years. I think they'll be like deep into three Super Bowl victories, and they'll still be with Brock Purdy, and everything's going to be good. I keep Brock. People start, people will start talking like Brock Purdy or Joe Montana. I don't know. I don't know if you remember know. this, but Devo kind of demanded a trade this off last off season, and uh, they were. I don't think he's going. It. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Honestly, I think if I were Debo, I would want to stay in the orbit of Brock and stay in the orbit of Shanahan. Like, there's no other team that's going to utilize you as well as the 49ers have. I'm sorry, Debo. It's just not going to happen. Greg, you forget though that wide receivers are the biggest diva, and maybe all sports. No, for real, that's true. That's true. My last, my only and last point will be this: is I think projecting five years down the road and see, thinking that the 49ers will still be good is is asinine based off what we see in the NFL, where windows close quick. And Trent Williams will be done, McCaffrey will be done, Kittle will probably be done, Debo and Ayuk are so young, and Brock Purdy's going to get paid. If he's the guy you say he wins an MVP, he's immediately thirty-five million a dollar QB, well, forty million, and that's what it will be. be f- he's making three hundred thousand right now. Okay, but you just said five years, and then you just said three years. Prior okay, three, to that. Years. I was, three years. I think three years will still be good. We'll see. We'll well, see. Yeah, we will. We'll okay, see. boys. Well, we're not going to be back for the next week episode. We're going to record that tomorrow. This is just at the end. I'm going to say this in the intro, too. We will have the picks made. I want you guys to text me your picks on Wednesday or something of next week um, whenever you guys have time. And Yeah, about Sunday night. You should get my <laughs> <laughs> as soon as like, all the games are over. You had a perfect week. Yeah. See, that's crazy. Monday night's the only game you might miss. No, no I'm, I'm banking that one out. <laughs> hey, 15 and one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> basically, Brock Purdy deserved to be undrafted. He's got lucky, he got picked in uh, pick 261 or wherever he was. He was one pick away from being undrafted. <laughs> I know this scumbag. Uh, okay, boys. Nice talking to you. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see you in the new year. Um, There'll be another episode that comes out, but we'll see you in the new year. See you next year.